Welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming, a tabletop RPG actual play podcast. To find out more, visit us online at cityonahillgaming.com or follow us on Twitter at City on a Hill Game. We hope you enjoy our show. Welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming. I am your narrator, Ryan, and um, uh, buckle in. Um, this one's going to get weird, and I'm excited about it. So we're going to do something a little different, as we talked about in the Session Zero for this. Uh, this is a full module, which is not something we've done here before. We're going to be playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition, which we also haven't done before, uh, Kingmaker. And we have some friends with us, not the whole group tonight, hopefully the whole group in the near future. Uh, but and, and just give me your name and where people can find you on the internet, and we'll introduce characters in a minute, because there's a specific way we need to do that. Uh, uh, Cameron, say hello to the nice people. Hello, my name is Cameron. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Cameron plus Deanna, as well as on twitch.tv slash onegeek411. As always, links in the description down below. Ben! Hi, I'm Ben. Uh, you can find me right here every time we do something like this. Statistically accurate. Greg, say hi. Hi, um, you can pretty much find me on Discord and here, and that's really it. I am still reorganizing my online presence and don't quite have one anywhere else yet. Fair. Emma. Hi, I'm Emma. I am also a part of First Geek 411 with Cameron, and mm-hmm. I am on general social medias as I am not prepared where there's an I in the prepared because I'm dyslexic, and that's the joke. <laughs> okay, I like that. And Kim. I am Kim, also known as RZ Adventurer on various social media platforms. Links in the description. And we have two other players that hopefully you will meet soon. Um, you guys don't need a tank tonight. It's fine. It'll be okay. Um, hey, I, have, I have a backup tank if it becomes necessary. I'm oddly enough going to be a really good tank. I have concerns. Okay. Oh, that's right, because Greg's playing a different character than what we met in Session Zero. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll cover we'll that in a minute. That's okay. true. That is a different character. So Name's the same. <laughs> that's it. Um, that is all that is the same. So, like we mentioned last time, uh, you guys are going to, broadly speaking, be starting your own kingdom uh, at the behest of another kingdom. Um, and... Today, you have all been called uh, to the house of Lady Jamandi, who is one of the wealthiest sword lords in the city of Restov, which is in the kingdom of Brevoy. And uh, she has put out a call for all sorts of adventurers and heroes to come to the house, and she has a, a mission for you guys. So as you guys arrive, you're you're basically at the bottom of a hill looking up a pretty tall hill at a really impressive manner. We're talking like huge oak trees, trimmed hedges. The pathway from where you're standing up the hill is about a mile. Uh, walking uphill, there, there are guard barracks, there are stables. All of this leading to a ridiculous house. And as it stands right now, you guys are at the bottom of the hill in the back of a line waiting to be ushered in so that you can start kind of moving up the path towards the house. And there's a there's two guards at the gate, and they're just kind of like, they let a couple people go at a time, and people make their way up the hill. And eventually, around the time you guys get to start moving, um, you, you feel the first, like, 
raindrops falling like you know the like the very start of like a thunderstorm when it's just a couple of raindrops like the clouds haven't really all rolled in yet the wind's still pretty light that's happening as they kind of point you up the hill so you guys have about a mile trek up the hill and towards the house and it is slowly getting a little dark but not terribly <sighs> no greg there isn't um to answer the question he put in chat which was is there enough around the house to call it a city on a hill i'm both proud and disappointed um, so, so my question maybe along those lines was yes can you spell the lady's name because i wrote lady jumanji <laughs> and that's gonna really confuse me the next time we play or or that's we change it to that um yes i will spell her name uh i believe it is j-a-m-a-n-d-i okay I believe it is Lady Jamondi. Uh, and she is what is known as a sword lord. Uh, it's a very specific fighting style in the kingdom of Bravoy. Um, can you spell Bravoy? B R E V O Y. Uh, she is what is known as an Aldori sword lord. A L D O R I. Aldori is a family name. So you guys make your way up the hill. The rain's coming a little heavier, but not just like an absolute downpour. And when you get to the top of the hill, you see a three-story manor house with you know, this just giant stone house with like gardens around and fencing and guard posts and the whole whole nine yards. Uh, and you are ushered in the front of the house, and you're ushered into a room with like. 10 foot high ceilings and like sconces is that what they're called the things where you put like um mm -hmm. torches candles yeah. yeah yeah torches and candles along the wall and the whole house for some reason smells like cinnamon and there's like huge open windows and uh, a bunch of large tables which everyone is kind of slowly gathering around and a lot of people have already taken their seats um but as you guys kind of walk in later uh, a lot of the space is already taken up, so I'm actually going to move you to a different map, I think. You guys should have shown up in a larger room. Yes. Um, and you guys are down here at the door, and there are some other people, but we will fill them in as we go. Uh, okay, so you are now in this big spacious hall, and there is a great feast that has been prepared. There are servants running all over the place. There are armed soldiers watching over everybody. Um, there are some higher, like if you look over on the edges, sort of where the the wings start, there's some like higher platforms that run around the top of the room where there are some guards standing. And there's like highly decorated walls, really pretty carpets. Uh, and you notice uh, there's a big fireplace in the back of the room. And it has a giant iron level, iron lever, excuse me, uh, that is secured by a lock on the front of it. And... Just a really big, nice room, um, and no food has been served yet, but there are, like, drinks sitting on the table and stuff. Um, and you guys are taken by the guard who walked up the hill with you, who is on his, like, sixth trip up and down the hill and is not happy. Um, you guys are taken to this table over here. So if you'll put yourselves around this table in the bottom left corner of the room, uh, that is where you have been seated. Uh, and there are a handful of other people who join you at your table um, it seats a decent number of folks 
There also, that is not an accidental token placement. That is 100% me sitting cross-legged at the end of the table. Oh, like physically on the table? Yep. Okay, sweet. Dig it. Um, so are you like real life me that everywhere they sit, they're actually sitting cross-legged? Probably. I mean... I am oh. legitimately cross-legged right now in my chair. <laughs> just little chaos, Gremlin. I'm literally just I like... I climbed up on the table and sat down and cross-legged and I'm just sit sitting, hanging out. Yep. Love it. Um... Do we have all of our gear on us? Like, is this the type of thing where, like, like, like they take your weapons from you or something? No. Yeah, like I mean, like Ezek is carrying like a giant battle axe. No, you're fine. Not. You're not okay. the only one carrying a giant battle axe okay. in the room. Uh, that's kind of what I was like, just curious about. Was like, uh, you where, the the lady sitting? Well, we'll say next next to Ben, in that Ben is sitting near everyone now because uh, he's physically on the table. Uh, but the person closest to Ben also has a giant battle axe. Okay, cool. So you're you're in you're in standardized company here. Um so you guys have been seated at the table and why don't we Yeah, now seems like a good time. So cuz presumably you guys are coming into this probably not necessarily knowing each other. If you want to that's fine, but it's certainly not a requirement for for how this will play out. So uh why don't we have you guys tell me your character's name um what kind of like, what kind of class and stuff they are, and uh, give the audience a brief description of your character. And we'll since Ben has put himself literally on the table, we will let Ben go first. Okay, oh, it's, uh, it's not me. Grisernax is a charhide goblin, uh, standing small, um, probably the average height of a I don't know, let's say a five or six year old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, he is a bard. He is wearing the most ridiculous multicolored apparel. Um, green skin, but like also the green goatee mustache combo um, that he thinks looks way cooler than it really is. Yeah. Big like five-year-old who dressed himself for picture day energy. Oh, like five-year-old who got lost in the, the uh, clown closet. Nice. Yeah. Like, strong okay you just you drop them off to get the uh, costume store and say pick out clothes <laughs> oh now i want to try that there's a youtube video there somewhere okay um any visible weapons on mr grizarnax uh yes he does have hanging off of his uh hip or possibly behind his back depending on uh what he's doing um a rapier okay in a, in a, in a sheath um and also he has a uh, pan pipe that he just okay. carries around with him on his belt all the time. Love it. Okay. Um, let's go Kim. Tell me of Finn. Finn is a cavern elf. Um, kind of broody in appearance. Very dark clothes, gray skin, white hair. Um, she has an interest in geology. And yeah. Okay. Uh, any visible weapons on Finn? A pickaxe and a sword. Okay, big Minecraft energy. I'm here for that. That's always good. <laughs> um, love that. It still counts as a weapon. It does damage. Um, it's a diggy diggy hole. Diggy diggy hole indeed. Uh, Emma, ma'am, tell tell me of um, tell me of Kerpley. Kerpley is on the other end of the table. Um, she is a solid two feet three inches tall, so she is Strong. also a short one. Um. And she is, as I like to call it, a frog person. The proper name is a gripply. Um, so she is a, a 
humanoid looking frog, sort of green in nature with some dark brown, um, almost racing stripe like scenarios going on all nice. over her head and feet and hands um, with some piercing gold brown eyes um, wearing like leathery uh, basic leather armor almost with a sort of leafy green um, cape cloak uh, hanging off the back to keep her warm Um, she is from the rainforest so uh, she's not used to colder climates She's a druid, so she's got some like little pouches of her own thing going on all off her belt. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And she's got a dagger on her side, as well as a blowgun and a long spear. Okay, dig it. Uh, I like the blowgun edition. Very strong. Yes. Um, Cameron. Introduce the fine folks to Ezek. So Ezek is a knoll, which is a hyena folk. Um, for this group, um, Ezek is pretty tall, um, considering, you know, um, half of our party is like three feet or below. <laughs> um, and so Ezek is, is very tall comparative to them. Um, as a as a knoll, never really stands at full height. They kind of have like a hunch where like, okay. um, like their necks are never like, vertical they're kind of out uh but would be capable of standing at a much higher um height Ezix is wearing some very clean very i don't know if polished is the right word because it's hide um but is wearing like very like well-kept armor right um with um fur and like claw motifs built or like put into it um, okay and so on Love it. um um Ezek's fur is primarily brown. It does have some like cream and like this kind of like light or dark bluish splotches, including his face, which is almost entirely blue. Okay. Um, and then uh, on Ezek's back, there is a giant great axe. Nice. Um, and that's like, again, kind of ornamentally wrapped um, where you would hold it when you were in battle. Okay. Um, it like, we'll, we'll say it looks very clean. Okay. Um, <laughs> And um, and then um, we'll just say a knoll is never unarmed. How about, we'll leave it at that. Right, right, right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Um, good. Uh, now is this like an anime sized battle axe or like a standard sized battle axe? Um, like, are we getting aggressively too big with this? You or know, just no. Like... We'll say like this is like reasonable. Like, okay. We'll leave some room for us to go full anime in a later episode. Like maybe with a magic one. Yeah. In the future, perfect. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'll leave that for you as a breadcrumb, listeners. Where like the blade is the same size as him. Right. Okay. Good. Perfect. Love it. Um, here for that and Greg. <laughs> and Greg. And Greg. And Greg. That was almost said with fear. Uh, He's he's not wrong. Um, we'll call it intrigue. It was said with intrigue. Like I said earlier, <laughs> the name has stayed the same. I am still Uzi Uzi. I short for Bio. Hmm? Or you could call him Bio for short. I mean. <laughs> I don't know if it's possible for them to actually have Bio that isn't pleasant. Bio is easier to say than Bootsy Uzi, though. Just say. 
Yes, but Bootsy Ootsy is fun to say. Is it? Yeah, try it. Bootsy Ootsy. <laughs> Alright, tell, tell me of Bootsy. Bootsy is also on the very small end. Along with half the rest of the party. Because <laughs> for some weird reason, we all pick small people. And that's if you could even call Bootsy a person. Or... Bootsy's flesh is more of the green variety and not very fleshy. It's like a Martian. Yes, not very fleshy like a Martian. Or Bootsy is a leshy, which is a plant. A sentient walking plant. plant hey, at least it's one plant, not like a whole That's family true. of plants holding together <laughs> a shape. So like... It's a pile of vines that can lash out yeah. at you. Okay. You are not three that weasels was... in a trench coat. <laughs> that was a possibility huh. I could have gone with. Uh. a vine leshy that is a leshy made of vines. I went okay. with the gourd leshy in he- instead, so when Bootsy moves their head, you hear something jingling around. <laughs> I mean, I do like that, to be fair. Um, and uh, does does the one, the Say only Bootsy, have any uh, noticeable weapons? Uh, yes, Bootsy actually has a rapier at their side, and they are clad in leather. Somehow, there is a small Somehow. enough leather what? to fit around them. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> From a scrap pile yes. in the back of a leather shop. <laughs> for those at home, for Is Bootsy Bootsy missing its friend? Does it need no, help getting to its friend? With a giant <laughs> pack on its back. That's why you notice there is no giant pack. And for those of you at home, for Bootsy Bootsy, my image is a Korok. I picked the Korok with the largest head that I could find because Bootsy Ootsy is not just a leshy, but a gourd leshy. So Bootsy Ootsy's <laughs> head can be used for storage. Huh. I didn't no, it's didn't not a very big head, head, though, right? So, like, no, what are we I... storing? But, like... Bootsy has things they keep in there. <laughs> for instance, they keep their little um, wooden trowel in there. So anything but their brain cells? Relative the brain cells are everywhere. <laughs> yes. Uh, they flow through us. Um, yeah. No, wait, that's the force. Sorry. Um, something, something, metachlorian count. Uh, okay. So, uh, like I said, that's the party. <laughs> um, somehow the gnoll may be the tallest person. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I was looking it up. I don't know if there's an actual. What's, like, what's the height range on, on gnolls? height. But let me see if I can figure it out. Because I, I assume Kim's character is somewhere around six feet, probably. Yeah. Like, that's pretty standard elf elf stuff. Medium-sized versus... Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, I should ask small. this question. How many of you are not medium category size? Uh, okay, so definitely Ben, me. definitely Greg, definitely yeah. Emma. Okay, so we have I actual... I size small. We have actual three size small characters. Okay. And instead of verbally confirming that, we all raised our hands. Yes, but that's yeah. fine. I perfect, was I was prepared for, for that. audio. I was prepared for that. That's okay. Um, and so knolls are six to seven feet tall. Um, okay, so, so you you and Finn are around the same size yeah. as each other, probably. Okay. Yeah, give or take. However, like the haunch works with my like net head not right, being right. like at its full height. So straight height versus so I actual might be, standard height. Yeah, yeah. So I might be like a little bit shorter normally but like capable of being taller dot, dot, dot. right 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 yes as necessary as necessary that'd be nice just randomly be <laughs> taller occasionally okay um so you guys are, are sitting around the table together and there's something i should note both for the players and the listeners um this is unless i'm mistaken in show of hands i guess the first time we've all played pathfinder second edition 
Has any right. has anyone played P2E before? Did anybody play Pathfinder First Edition other than me? I have played Starfinder. Okay, okay, that's a start. Um, Pathfinder Second Edition is intentionally, I believe, very different from what you're used to if you're used to mostly our five five E content. Um, in some ways that I like, and some that I don't. So you will hear us learning as we go. You will hear a lot of new terms, and you will hear me probably intentionally skip some things um, that I don't think make sense, um, both in the Kingmaker story and in the Pathfinder rules, and we'll just figure it out as we go. Um, initiative is a whole thing. Um, I really is, like the initiative system. I, I find it interesting. It lands a lot more credence to what you're doing in the moment, and uh, and we will experience that possibly at some point this evening. So, um, yes, we'll... Uh, <laughs> it's a thing uh but we'll figure it out as we go i'm not i'm not too worried about it it is very doable once you get used to it so you guys are sitting around um maybe briefly chatting with each other there's a few more people at your table there's people at other tables spread out around the room there's guards there are people uh serving and bringing the food out and you can hear um because they've actually the guards have gone around and closed all of the the big windows in the room because uh, it's actually really starting to rain quite hard at this point. And there's a fair amount of thunder and lightning and, and a pretty good amount of rain going on. Right around the time they start actually bringing the trays of food out, you see two more people walk out into the room. You see a tall woman with a very um, intricate and ornate sword at her side walk into the room, flanked by a man who looks like he was born to be in charge of things. Um, he just has that like career politician look about him. Um, slightly smarmy, a little, but not terribly, actually not, not a huge vibe for him. Just definitely a like slightly upper crust, like definitely aristocrat look. Uh, and they walk into the room and they walk sort of up to the, the big table that's near the fireplace and, He's wearing like super expensive looking clothes. She looks like she's wearing like presuming this is who you think she is. She's wearing armor in her own house. Um, and that should tell you a lot about about this woman and, and how she handles things. Uh, she has a dueling sword with a bright silver pommel and they make their way to the head table and the man speaks first. He says, greetings, heroes. I am Yosef Selimius. Lord Mayor of Restov, and this, and he, big sweeping gesture, um, just like you expect, points at her. This is Lady Jamandi Aldori. We both thank you for answering her call for heroes. You may be few, but we need only the best for this task. She walks kind of in front of him, big smile. To the south of here, beyond Bravois' borders, lies the Stolen Lands. This disputed territory has been claimed time and again by many would-be settlers, but the area has its dangers, bandits and monsters, and no one has ever held the territory for very long. If you have the courage to drive off the denizens of the Stonelands, you can seize territory for yourself and name yourself Baron or Baroness or whatever you please. Restov intends to recognize the legitimacy of the new rulers of this land and none of the other neighboring realms care enough to challenge you. We are prepared to provide backing as a trade partner and perhaps even some military assistance. If you claim the land, you will have my and 
perhaps even all of Restov's support. So, for now, enjoy dinner. We will worry about individual plans and areas and chargers tomorrow. Thank you for coming, and uh, have a blessed evening and enjoy your meal. They sit down, the servants come out, start serving, and you guys are basically at your own individual tables being served a four-course meal um, full of all sorts of stuff. There's a whole roast pig because there's always a whole roast pig because there has to always be a whole roast pig. Right. Um, yes, there and is. It has to have an apple in the middle. It's not yep. an apple. It's an what? orange for some reason. Oh, Don't okay. think about <laughs> it too much. It's fine. Um, Shocker. Yeah. Minor swerve. Uh, there's plenty of desserts. It's absolutely, it is unnecessary. It's good, but it's unnecessary. And uh, yeah, you guys are free to hang out. Um, so let's actually, anyone who wants to can make me a, if you have it, we'll, we'll see what kind of skills you guys, you can you can make a political lore, a society check, or a Bravoy lore check, if that happens to be a skill you have. And uh, we'll, we'll get some dice rolling. And you're also free to make perception checks. Uh, I have a plus five to society. Okay. Show me what you got. And uh, 18. And I will note in Pathfinder, rolls and checks and DCs function very differently. So if if it takes us a while to get accustomed to this, just uh, kind of flow with us because it's, it's a very different system. Um, so is Cameron the only one rolling or does anybody else want to roll? I rolled for perception. Okay. Um, 17. Where do I click? There it is. And Ben also has a 17 perception. Um, I have, I rolled an 8 perception. Okay. All right. And Cam, are you going to roll anything? This in the, I, You don't have to roll anything, but I'm giving you guys an opportunity to pick up a thing or two here if you're interested. I rolled a 6 perception. Okay. Um, so we'll go Ben and Greg. You notice a lot of whispering and a lot of guards going back and forth to her table like they're relaying information. Um, something seems a little off, but she's totally not worried, I promise. Um, and Cameron, you obviously, I, they did identify her, but you do know who this is. This is Lady Jamondi Aldori. She is a, she was, I should say, was a big deal. Um, she made her bones as a mercenary, but now she kind of, runs her manor, manor and helps around Restov. But there's some tension between Restov and the the larger kingdom of Bravoy, and she is at best adjacent to that tension. Um, there's some stuff that's a gotten a little awkward lately. At least that's what rumor would tell you. That are going up to her, are they coming from outside the room and coming up to her, or are they, like, walking around, going up to her, then going back to walking around? Um... Occasionally, you'll see someone come in the door to this room, talk to someone who looks like they outrank them, and then that guy will come talk to her. Um, and, kind of, kind of with that society. Like, yes. Does this all seem like like this would be like a normal proceeding? Like, would any of this seem? Oh, hundred percent. This is very standard. Okay. Yeah. If you were going to ask people to do what she's asking, you would a hundred percent bring them in, do the entirely too big meal, the whole whole spiel. Yeah. This is all very expected. Um, so you guys look around the room. You see a bunch of other adventurers kind of kind of spread out about the place. Um, there are a few others at your table. Uh, there is a very 
the tallest person at your table probably has, we'll say, six inches on Cameron and Kim, uh, and she also wields a giant battle axe and mm -hmm. basically spends the whole time grumbling and complaining. Um, you also have a very, very... Well, I was going to say very, very small, um, but very, very uh, standard size for most of the party. Um, gnome, who is constantly fiddling with a book he has had with him the entire time. He kind of picks at his food, but he's mostly fiddling with the book. And then there is a... Uh, the list of NPCs is too long. Uh, there is a human male uh, with a sword similar to Lady Aldori's, but not as nice, who is also at your table. Yep. And you guys are free to kind of walk around the room, make conversation with who you want, and eat your meal, and we'll go from there. I think Ezek would want to like kind of get attention to himself okay. and would like to would like to propose a toast. Oh, here for it. Okay. Um how do you get everyone's attention to propose a toast? So, um so I think what Ezix would do is he would stand up like like full height stand up. Okay. Um and would like grab his glass and like pound it on the table um <laughs> to get everybody's attention. Okay. So we're going to assume this is a metal goblet. Good. Okay. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Is there anything in it anymore? Debatable. Uh, there was when you started, but, but that's fine. Right. Exactly. Whatever. Um, and then once, um, once so I'm trying to find the actual skill I want to use. Oh no. Okay. Uh, He's at, I thought you were just doing a thing. You're actually it. rolling. I'm okay. I'm here for it. Let's do this. Um, I guess, no, maybe not. I guess that wouldn't work. This is more than going to be more general. I forgot that like, I have a skill called group impression. Um, oh, okay. But it, it only at that current level, it only works on two people. So it would not work to like make a good impression here. I mean, you could um, try it with just the, if you wanted to do that on top of just the speech, you could try and at least impress the people at your table. Okay. Okay. If you, if you want to um, make it go with it, because you're, in theory, these are other adventurers that you may interact with in the future as you guys go through the Stolen Lands. So making an impression is certainly not a bad thing. Okay. In theory. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so then with that, Ezix will, 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 once it, he feels like he has people's attention. Okay. Uh, and it, or he's not going to get more. He'll like raise his goblet and, or, and go, um, sorry, don't want to say the wrong name. To Lady Jamandi, to the stolen lands, let us pluck the strings of destiny. And then we'll um, take a big drink of whatever is left of, of his, um, of his drink. Love it. One of the guards uh, actually is like, yeah, love yeah. that guy. Yeah. Um, and then I just had to make a diplomacy check. Okay. Um, Got it. And so we'll say, for the sake of choosing the two, I'm going to choose um, the. Was it the halfling that's next to me? Uh, no, you have a gnome. Okay, let's see where you are okay. on the thing. Next I'm to in the you, middle. you have the gnome and the human are on either side of okay. you. So I'll I'll choose those two as okay. my two to 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 make an impression. And so. So yeah, so when you make an impression, you compare your diplomacy check results to the will DCs of two targets instead of one. Um, is okay. kind of the idea. And so... So I'll actually uh, need to make a... Oh, that'll be interesting. Okay. Um, 
we'll see what I roll because it may not even matter. Right. Uh, well, okay. Um, okay. 23. I... So. Interesting. Okay. Um, you have, let's see. Oh, wait. Wrong. Oh, sorry. Wait one second. That might be 24, actually. Would you say that these targets can smell my breath? Yes. <laughs> okay, then it's a 24. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Let, let's see. Sometimes I will say no to this quite that question. This is not one of those times. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna embrace uh what makes you a sweet breath no. The the gnome uh will say despite himself. Um wait, what was your total check? Twenty-four. And which one was it? Diplomacy. Diplomacy. Okay. Um, despite himself, you seem to have his attention. Um, the human, uh, this, this sort of the swordsman sitting next to him does not even look up at you. Okay. Um, he just moves on about his day. He has heard a thousand of these and is just along for the ride at this point. Uh, but yeah, you you have the gnome's attention. He looks up at you. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, uh, no gnome. Uh, er, oh wait, he's a gnome. Yeah. Um, wait, what actually is Isaac? Remind me. Noel. There we go. That's Noel. where I'm getting confused. Yeah. Okay, gnome and Noel. Uh, Noel. Um, what is your name? The name's Isaac Sharp Cider. Interesting, interesting, interesting. We're going to see how long this voice lasts, because there's no way I'm doing this long. Oh, I, I won't even remember his voice but... 30 seconds from now. You're fine. Um, interesting, interesting. Uh, I am Tartuccio. It is nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too, my friend. Interesting. Tartuccio, is Tartuccio looking for who killed his father? Possibly a six-fingered man. <laughs> someone maybe perhaps should prepare to die um perhaps uh no well, i'm no, sure everything's fine at the start of the yeah. adventure yes right? why are you so paranoid i can't imagine anything's <laughs> gone wrong yet um uh have backstories i'm sure they, <laughs> oh, yeah. they do um no he he seems oh okay um he seems entirely entirely intrigued by you and and your manner of approaching people you're very forward, and he likes that. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, it's good to meet you, Isaac. Very good. Um, as this happens, Kirpley's gonna stare at you over the gnome's shoulder <laughs> and do that thing that some frogs do, where she slowly sticks out her tongue and licks her eyeball with the end of her tongue. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I know that's a thing, but uh, uh, okay. Gotta keep it moist. Yeah, it's yeah. important. It's important. Uh, it's just gonna be a little weird and just stare at you. Is that how they show? Is that how they throw shade? Or is it just Sometimes. like it? Okay, nice. It's the thing that some frogs do. They will here for it. clean their eyeballs. So she I, just oh, I hate that sentence. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, but is like, it is like it, when I wear contacts? Okay. Is it related uh -huh. to like biting your thumb? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, that's um, we're starting a war here. Okay. Uh, I'm just is... saying one of us can stomp on the other one. I'll, I'll let... <laughs> one of us can climb on walls. Thank you very much. You don't know what I'm about. <laughs> you don't know what I've been through. 
Oh, the seeds out of their mouth. I'm very intrigued to see how having three small size characters affects any of this, because I'm sure that's not what the developers intended, um, which can only be good for us, I think, probably. Um, So you guys got here about seven. You're pretty into the meal at this point, and um, you look around, people are kind of finishing up eating and... Does anybody else want to do anything before the meal concludes? Ben. Yeah. So before, uh, as I finish eating and everybody else is still in their last bits, um, I'm going to hop off the table. Right. I forgot about that. Good. Okay. Uh, So stand up and actually I'm going to walk down the middle of the table. uh, Spin that back a bit. Um, Pull out my pan pipe and start noodling a little, uh, little flute music. Um, okay. Okay. Oh, there's catfish and... here too. Uh huh. There's catfish here too. Noodling, yeah. Noodling joke. Good. Yep. Um, okay. and then like when I get to the end of the table, hop off and like go to the next table and like literally walk up and down every one of the tables, uh, playing music and uh, being as in the way as possible, but also as inobtrusive as possible at the same time. Okay. Hey, you're not bothering me. I just hold my glass of water. So I do have. Uh, this versatile performance skill. Okay. Um, which <clears throat> I guess uh, I can use diplomacy or performance instead of diplomacy to make an impression. Okay. Um, and what is that against? Um, I don't know. It's uh, you. Uh, uh, you can on the ground the grandeur of your performance is rather than ordinary. Oh, you count on the grandeur of your performance rather than ordinary social skills. Um. You can use this uh, performance to meet the requirements of a skill feat that require a particular rank of deception, diplomacy, or intimidation. So I don't know. It's up to you. Um, it's a thing I have. Just letting you know. Okay. Uh, do you want to actually use it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I do want to, like, be bringing attention to myself in the same way that I'm trying to be inobtrusively, like, stepping on everybody's food at the process. Right. Okay. Um, are like, you targeting any specific person? No. This is, like, a blanket, like musician all eyes on me okay. without trying to look like i'm all eyes on me i'm important right remember my face okay um i tell you what pick one npc you see to make the role against uh big dude over here uh oh the uh the dwarf okay i just thought I like, that like that guy I like i'm gonna chunky. pick on that guy hi <laughs> Um, and so this would be the performance. Okay. Interesting. Oof, 11. Okay. Um, Noodling, humming, doing a little like bard thing. I can't <laughs> okay. think of any songs right now to pull from. Right, right, but, right. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. You don't particularly seem to get his attention. Um, the wait staff is super, super feeling it. Uh, there is not normally music at these. And so they are all about this. Um, and same for the guards, uh, the guards that are like lower, lower tier guards seem to be <clears throat> super vibing with it too. And then as I get to the end of the last table, stop, pause, take a real big bow. Uh, two of the guards and three of the waitstaff do actually stop what they're doing, set things down and clap. Okay. So I was like, pause and wait until anybody claps before I stop bowing. Yeah. Physical lifted glass to you. Yeah. And then hop off the table and scurry back and sit down. 
Oh, at least two of the guards get looks from their superiors for them to just seriously calm down. Um, cause they're just, they're, they need to, they need to get it back in check. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, they're on duty right now. Uh, not at a concert. This is unacceptable. Um, okay. So both. Por que no los dos. Um, okay. So, uh, anybody else before the meal has come to an end? Okay. So, as dinner wraps up, um, Lady Jumanji, um, as Cameron calls her, because I like that, actually. Um, but it, it, I would have had to have not acknowledged it, and we would just had to have gone with that the whole time and just embraced it, and I didn't do that right now. I feel bad now. Uh, Lady Jumanji steps up. Uh, well, I, I hope you have all enjoyed uh, this evening. Tell you what, I, I would be honored. Uh, not only... Uh, if you undertake this for us, but if you would stay the night in the manor with us, uh, each of your your individual little groups will be put off into different rooms. You can spend the night, and then tomorrow we will discuss plans for where you shall go um, and, and your individual charters and give you maps and the such. Uh, it will be a very busy day, so it would be good if we made an early evening of it. And uh, after all, there are kingdoms to plan here. And uh, there's a lot of cheering and cup waving and people are very excited. And she gestures to large double doors to the east and west. We have arrayed, arranged bed chambers for all of you. My guards will escort you to them now. Uh, you get the same guy who walked up the hill six times who is not excited, but then realizes Ben's <laughs> in his group um, and is super excited because uh, nah. vibes. Um, and uh, she just nods and thank you. We will speak tomorrow. Uh, we will meet back here at sunrise. Thank you. And then uh, they leave. And the guard takes the five of you. Um, and let's see. Um, so you guys are, I'm going to move you to a new a new map, but most of the map will be blacked out. You will just be in the top right corner is where you'll need to look. Um, so let's see. You guys should have moved to a new map and you should see A1 and A3B. That is correct. Okay. That is a new map, everyone listening at home. Yes, new map. Oh, it is map. different. I see um, it now. You are in adjoining uh, rooms, like like uh, hotel style with like the door, the double door that doesn't work well awkwardly in the middle between them. Um, they both open in for some reason, which doesn't make any sense. Don't worry about that. Um, and basically, yeah, basically you're just like in these standard rooms. Each has a couple of beds. There are chests for you to store your belongings in overnight if you wish and uh, you have been escorted here and uh, someone will uh, provide a wake-up call in the morning if necessary um i don't know what that means in the context of this game system but don't worry about that too much it's fine uh and uh yeah you guys are kind of just left to get some sleep because uh you've had you, you got a big day of venturing uh ahead of you tomorrow so um Minimum 14 hours would probably be recommended. Because, uh, you know, just as much shut-eye as possible. So. Ba, 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 ba. That's a very long night, then, if we're supposed to meet at sunrise. <laughs> Which would make it, like, 5 p.m. now if you were going to sleep for 14 hours. Sure, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were journeying 14 hours. No, I mean, no, no, like no. You need 14 hours of sleep. Oh. Uh, that's the minimum on this plane. That's the average night is 14 hours. So we're in like a 30 hour day setting. 
22. 22. Eight it's hours up, mostly 14 night. hours. <laughs> it's just mostly night. Like, uh, it's Alaska in uh, June. Winter. Um, or is it winter that it's, it's light 24 hours it's, a day? Yeah it's, yeah, it's Alaska in February. Yeah, when it's light, like, far too long. Um, That's summer. It's light wait. in the summer, dark in the winter. So, yeah, That's which one's right. longer? Uh, like, in this world, which one's longer, the day or the night? Day. No, night. Right. If so night is a- longer... To be if fair, that was longer, literally just a, in Alaska. This was literally just a joke. Like yeah. it's there's not yeah. actually a difference in <laughs> I just said 14 hours for no reason and now I've derailed us. Um that's my own fault. I accept that. Classic Ryan. Yep. We're making the logic wrong. work in your universe. There's no problem with that. And I appreciate it. Sure, I appreciate it. If we understand it, the listeners will hopefully understand it. I like your optimism. Good. We're going to go with that. Okay. Um, so you guys each have your own bed, your own chest. Um, there are some, there's a table and chairs in each room and, uh, you are free to hang out as you please. And we'll be awoken in the morning. Uh, does anyone have anything they need to do, uh, before, uh, sleepy by anyone want to change uh, anything on a spell list, prepare <laughs> anything for the morrow. I leave nope. prayers. I am going to readjust the javelins on my backpack. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So how big are these javelins <laughs> if you're like two feet tall? Short spear. They're they're frog-sized javelins. Okay. So they're toothpicks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of like how Sting is a sword to Bilbo, but is like yes. an elven dagger. Right, like yes. it's actually... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like a letter opener or whatever. They're just normal javelins, except they like hacked the bottom foot oh. off the pole arm. Perfect. Okay. Um, Grizzernax will take the bed and like bunch up the the under sheets okay. and make it look like he's sleeping in the bed, and then sleep under the bed. I thought he was going to build a nest. Okay, good. That's what I was <laughs> That's thinking. What I thought, okay. Too. It's like, sure, I guess. Yeah, why not? Little fake no, uh, goblin body, and then he's going to sleep under the bed. Okay. Is this a because he can thing? Or like a security measure? Maybe slightly paranoia. Who knows? Okay. All right. Hey, fair enough. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. Okay. Um, okay. So you guys uh, settle in and go to sleeps. Shortly after 3 a.m., you are all awoken by a loud cry uh, from your favorite real tired guard um, out in the hallway and he yells real loud in panic thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming if you'd like to hear more episodes find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com or wherever you listen to podcasts you can follow us on twitter at cityonthehillgame on instagram at cityonthehillgaming you can also find us on youtube or twitch by searching for City on the Hill Gaming. If you'd like to send us an email, you can find us at cityonahillgaming at gmail.com. If you want to hear more from the Saving the Game folks, find them at stgcast.org for their backlog of episodes. And we're also on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash cityonahillgaming. Thanks as always to all of our Patreon backers, Grizzly Rich, JD, Brian, Surlord Epic Name, Andrew and Christina, and Tony. Thank you guys for all you do to support the show. We love you, and we appreciate all of your help. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day. I'm going to regret this, but let let him go first. Greg, what do you... you, (laughs) Oh, no. 
superheroes tend to be a flamboyant lot, with their colorful silver keys, dynamic powers, and fanciful costumes. The absence of such trappings may make Brain Boy unique in comics history. Brain Boy's fate is determined when his parents, Matt Price and his pregnant wife Mary, collide with an electrical tower after their car loses a tire. <clears throat> Dad perishes in the accident, but Mother and Fetus survive. And two months later, young Matt Jr. is born, speaking <coughs> fluent English. You guessed it, exposure to fatal levels of electrical power have given the future Brain Boy a tremendous intellect, and more than that, the power of telepathy, which in this case includes telekinesis, mind control, and a few other fantastic mental abilities. Matt keeps his telepathic talents a secret, but is nevertheless approached by agents of the American government who induct him into their service to fight alongside other patriotic telepaths. Against, of course, unpatriotic telepaths. Adopting the nickname Brain Boy, Matt studies anthropology by day, but by night he's an agent of freedom, protecting the West from the red menace of communists ESP. Hashtag just 1960s things. Um... Well, anywhere from the 50s to the 80s. That's well, I, I meant specifically Brain Boy, but yeah, that's also unfortunately accurate. Oh, that was wild. Um, Cam Cameron, if you're willing to follow that. Arcavios. Arcavios is best known as the home of Strixhaven University, the premier center of magical learning across the multiverse. Strixhaven was founded 700 years ago by five elder dragons, and the five colleges of Strixhaven bear the names of these founders, Silverquill, Prismari, Witherbloom, Lorehold, and Quandrix. The Three Ages. Arcavios' history began in the Dawning Age. It is believed the world was formed um, from the mer merger of two planes, but the mana of these planes overlapped in an unusual way. Opposing forces joined together in what became called dichotomies, resulting in mana snarls. From the most powerful of these snarls, five elder dragons were born, becoming living representations of their respective dichotomies. The Dawning Age ended with the emergence of humanoid people on Arcavios around 7,000 years ago. The warring against each other for millennia in the Blood Age until the elder dragon founders of Strixhaven University trained mages for peace. The Mystic Age was born as these mages put an end to this seemingly unending era of war prismari for life um emma looks willing emma your turn hi according to my notes from the last time i played my uh garden gnome barbarian we were in a big throne room that was about 200 square feet that involved pillars made from sapphire ruby diamonds emeralds and streams of gold. It was a very fancy room. I don't remember why we were there, but we were. And there was a random portal thing in the middle of the room that sent you essentially to uh, underneath a volcano. So, uh, oh, and there was a symbol of Vecna. Did, did you take the hand. portal? We did not take the por portal because we had been warned, apparently, how do you according know to my notes. There was, uh, I don't remember. Is there such <laughs> portal to this was the like volcano? This was like a year ago. I like yeah, there was a sign that said, to the volcano. Do not enter. <laughs> Love it. Uh, oh, okay. and there was a human, oh, here we go. There was a human skull under the sign. So 
we probably don't go through the portal. Okay. Yeah. Okay, did well, not fair. go through the portal. Fair. So that was the last time I played D and D. We uh, found a portal with a skull and crossbone sign. And that, that means there's treasure. To enter the portal. That always means there's treasure. That means I mean, there's, there's treasure. also pillars made of precious gems. Minor so details. We, we decided to uh, poke around the. I think you just take the pillars, pillars and leave. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what we did. Value. Okay, I like it. Uh, yeah. Kim, what you got, ma'am? A quote from Brain Boy. I'll just take a look into his mind. It's like the most basic Spock ever. I love it. Okay. <laughs> well, he's only like seven. Wait, what? What? I don't wait, know how old seven. he is. How was I supposed to get that? Whoa, look at this. Whoa. He's a man. Whoa. His name's Brain Boy. Men walked that into never the stopped frozen Robin. Time, but never to be seen again. Brain Boy had to know why. I, I assumed this was an adult. Like, by he the time he became a superhero. But look at this picture. He looks like an adult. But they call him Brain uh, Boy. But Robin's the boy wonder into his, like, mid-40s. No judgments. Only Bert Ward, all the others become something else. Um, one Nightwing, becomes Nightwing. One retires. One gets killed. Yeah, one dies. And comes... Back. Comes Spoilers. Back, you know. Don't worry about that part. It's fine. Everyone comes back eventually. It's a superhero comic. Yeah, that, um, that's like a full-on teenager. Well, so at least. Like, maybe he's like 15 then. He's still I mean, I like boy. the idea that he's a secret agent a lot better when he's seven. Like, there's a lot more no, storytelling so potential the child. there. Well, there's also that. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Um, ben, your turn. Then Iluvatar said to them, of the theme that I have declared to you, I will I will now that ye make a harmony together a great music. And since I have kindled you with the flame imperishable, you shall show forth your powers in adorning this theme, each with his own thoughts and devices, if he will. But I will sit and hearken and be glad that though you that through you great beauty has been wakened in this world. How long is that book offhand? Not that long. We're going to need a second campaign. Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> oh, I can make sure Kingmaker lasts through the end of the book. <laughs> I, I, I say, don't we have concerns. like six campaign books to get through? They're not that long. <laughs> well, I mean, I could be reading a paragraph at a time out of The Lord of the Rings. I would love that. I mean, there is that. I think <laughs> the audience would bit. come back for it, so I'm not mad. Uh, <laughs> If we're going to do that, we should pick a public domain book. Can I do Frankenstein? Maybe. Ooh. No. That's I'm a not sure. <laughs> it's from the romantic period. I don't know that we can afford to be a podcast that only brings you content one paragraph at a time. <laughs> no, 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 no. We no. all do it for our sound checks. That's five oh, okay. paragraphs at a time. So everybody has to work down if their own line in the copy. Okay. Frankenstein's not a very long book. It's like reading your textbook in elementary school. <laughs> everybody, yeah. everybody reads a paragraph. <laughs> the thing everybody was afraid it. to do. Hey, and that's that, that's educational marketing we can do. That it will increase our listenership because they will come back. They could just listen to multiple episodes of CJ on a Hill, and they don't have to read the book themselves while they're in high school. It's like a, it's like the prize at the bottom of the cereal box. You have to get through our episode. To get to the actual reading you came, like the the reading of of the book you came for at the end. 
Okay. All right. I'm, I'm not and upset about Ryan, that. Ryan, if you want to channel pure chaos energy too, you could actually switch around the order in which we read in editing. So the five paragraphs are not in the correct order. And then it's like <laughs> a puzzle. I was going to say, we could all just read different books. We each read one paragraph out of a different classical novel. Without stopping, just like as soon as one person finishes, the next person starts reading their paragraph with no context, and we never explain which book is which. Okay, all right, that's no, no, fine. We do the first Elizabeth time we do Bennett it. Is, I am correct. I will be reading to you Frankenstein. Okay, okay, I'm intrigued. Um, all right, here we go. Um, 